0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. I'm Craig Williams, and I'll be taking you on a culinary journey through Walt Disney World. Before I get started, though, I have to remind you that this show is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like us and our content and you want to support us, please book your next vacation through dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. It will cost you no extra money, and they will work their hardest to make sure that you have the best vacation ever. Get a free no-obligation quote today at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Also, please take a moment to make sure you're subscribed to wherever you're listening to the Disney Dining Show, and if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, please leave a five-star rating and review. Now, on with the show. We have a lot of really good reviews for you this week. At least I think they're good. I guess I shouldn't say the reviews themselves are good, But they're going to be entertaining. That's for sure. And uh, the, the long awaited Star Wars dining review that I've been talking about now for, I think, two weeks. We're going to have that on this episode. We're going to have a table service review from a popular Disney Springs restaurant towards the end of the show. We're going to have a little quick take in the middle there. And I think we're going to throw in one throwback review as well. So we're going to, we're going to hit lots of different reviews. As we move along this episode, but we're going to start with a review from me, that Star Wars, that Star Wars review that I just told you about. And I finally returned to Docking Bay 7 to do a review. And uh, I I called it a review of the actual place in its entirety. And I explained it again in the video uh, because I'm kind of using past experiences at Docking Bay 7 as well as a couple recent ones from Rhino as well too to make an overall statement about the restaurant uh, but unfortunately when I recorded it I was alone and you know that's that's been a challenge for for a lot of in-park reviews specifically because we have to line up our park passes and then also the times that we can get in together so it makes it very difficult having two of us doing in-park reviews but we're gonna we're gonna start working on that to make sure it happens a little bit more but where that doesn't matter right now what matters is my review of docking bay seven so let's get to it ahoy hoy everyone and bright suns it's craig here back with another disney dining review so where am I at today? Well, you heard me say bright suns. That means I am on the planet Batu. I'm in Black Spire Outpost, and I'm going to be eating at Docking Bay 7. I have not properly reviewed Docking Bay 7 here in Walt Disney World. I've done Disneyland's, and I've eaten here a lot, especially over the past year. I love Docking Bay 7, but I've never reviewed it here, so it's about time. I've been getting a lot of questions about it and I'm very excited. So I just need to go ahead, place my mobile order, then I'll head inside, pick up my food, We'll get to it. Before I get started, I just want to apologize. It's probably going to be very loud and also very windy. I forgot my headphones, and that would have helped with the audio a lot. And we're just going to have to deal with it. It's going to be worth it for the food here at Docking Bay 7. I had a lot of tough choices to make because there's so many good things on the menu here. There's the pot roast. There's the rib. I love getting the, the tip-yip salad. That's one of my absolute favorite things to get here. That's probably what I get the most. Rhino loves the Felucian Garden spread. He just reviewed that recently, and he thinks it's one of the best vegan options you can find at Walt Disney World in general. So I just decided to go with one of the uh, one of the dishes that I feel like is the classic. Probably the the one that is where a lot of people are going to be taken to, and it's also on the kids' menu as well, too, and that's the fried Indorian Tipion. And this is essentially just fried chicken. And uh, it's, it's really good fried chicken, though. I know I shouldn't be saying that before I start eating it in case this one I have isn't very good, but... I love it. It's just a simple, simple fried chicken meal. You can get it served with mashed potatoes, vegetables, and gravy. You can get it served with the macaroni and cheese here. I think that's what it comes with on the kids' menu. And then you can also, uh, you can change it to any of the other sides. Like They have the the cornbread that comes with the the rib. You can get that as your side. They also have the the mushroom pasta that you get with the pot roast. That can be your side, so it's really flexible. You can make it however you want it, but I just wanted it the classic way with the piece of fried chicken sitting on top of a dollop of mashed potatoes and and, uh, filled with peas and carrots smothered in gravy it looks so so good i need to get out my silverware here i was almost tempted into buying the spork for 10.99 that was you know a part of galaxy's edge at grand opening and then quickly not a part of it anymore right now you can you can buy them they have them in stock i didn't though i'm going with just my my regular silverware and that is one of the best best parts about eating at Docking Bay 7 is that you get actual silverware and a real cloth napkin instead of just just simply you know plastic products and and also also um, you know paper napkins just feels like it's elevated. And you would hope because depending on what you get here it can be a little bit more on the expensive side. The the fried chicken here, the tip you This is $15.49, the salad's like $13.99. Then the pot roast is a little more expensive. I wanna say that's around like $16.17, and then the ribs are like $18, so it it can be a pricey meal here, but... Okay, here's my first bite of chicken. Just like always, this chicken is so, so good. It is moist, it is flavorful, it's got a little bit of a spice from the coating. You know, it's not... It's not too crunchy on the outside. I would like it to be a little bit crunchier than it is, but uh, it's, when it's packing that much flavor just from the, the crispy coating, I can't complain that it's not super, super crispy. And again, also, it's you know it's been sitting on mashed potatoes and sauce, so it's gonna kind of absorb and lose a little bit of crispiness. I will always question how they turn it into a rectangle. That just does not seem natural. I'm not complaining about it. It just doesn't seem natural, but the taste is good. And now time to get some of the mashed potatoes. And maybe it's been a while since I've had this dish. Maybe I never paid attention to it too well when I'm eating inside and I can't see as well. But what I kept calling gravy, I don't know if it's fair to say gravy. I think it's more fair to say sauce because I believe it is a celery inspired sauce around just from from smelling a little bit of it getting onto the chicken but here goes the bite I know mashed potatoes are really simple but when they are good they are so good and these ones adding them in with the the peas and the carrots it just takes it to the next level I need to start just putting the peas and carrots directly into the mashed potatoes I make at home because I'm one of those people, when I have mashed potatoes, if I'm eating it with anything else, eventually I just mix it all together. And this has already just taken the work uh, work out for me. So, I, I don't have to do any of that extra heavy lifting of mixing stuff together. It's already done. I love that. And it tastes good. And, yeah, I I would be happy with, like, you know, a good, a good chicken gravy for this meal. That would make this even more classic. But... The, uh, the sauce that is with it, this take on gravy with the that's green and I am like 99% sure it's celery is a lot of the coloring in there, but let's be real, I'm not the greatest food expert in the world, so don't quote me on it. I actually like it though. It adds a little bit of extra um little extra pep to the dish it it adds a little extra spice too so from the the little spice from the chicken plus with the sauce all together it's just a really nice meal and it makes uh it makes it even better when you get some chicken in with some potatoes and the vegetables and you get that perfect bite where it's all in oh that's when it's best Since I'm trying to call this a restaurant review instead of just a dish review, I thought it was important that I got dessert. And I've actually never had the dessert here at Walt Disney World, so this is a true first for me. This is the Batu Bon, and it is a beautiful, beautiful dessert. It is a chocolate cake with white chocolate mousse and then coffee custard. I I just, I can't say enough about the actual look of it though. The fact that it has the, the black spire outpost symbol right on top as a as a like a coin that's perfect to me because i'm gonna lift up my shirt i have the exact same tattoo on my arm is what's on top of this cake so i am i'm so happy that that's on there but then it's got the uh, the beautiful design of the purple and pink with that galaxy layer design on it it just It looks so great, but it's not just about how great it looks, it's about how it tastes. So I'm actually gonna do something a little special here. I'm gonna turn the camera around for just a second before I start talking about it so we can see what it looks like when we cut through this thing. Here goes nothing. Wow, that is pretty. I was honestly not prepared at all for how beautiful this thing was going to be on the inside. That just blew me away. Cake on the bottom and the white chocolate mousse around and the coffee custard inside the white chocolate mousse. That's just so beautiful. And then on, you might have seen, if you're watching this, you might have seen the the yellow dab on the plate. That's a bit of like a lemon curd on there too, so... I do like the mixture of coffee and lemon, so that might be nice if the coffee ends up dominating the flavor, but I've got to try it to know where where it's going to stand, so here we go. I know this isn't the proper way to eat this thing, but I think I actually enjoy it most when you separate the chocolate cake from the white chocolate mousse and the in the coffee custard. I think that's actually the best way to eat them as two separate items. It's really good. It's good when it's together, but it's really good when you eat them apart. The the cake is extremely dense and fudgy and just a chocolate lover's dream. And that's a good thing. And the mousse combination is just it's light, fluffy and really the uh, coffee and and white chocolate flavors just balance together so so well, and it's not that they don't go with the coffee, uh, the chocolate cake. Obviously, coffee cake, white chocolate, chocolate. Like it all, it all goes together. Just for my taste, it. I felt like the. I felt like the cake honestly overpowered the coffee flavor. I'm, I'm gonna give it one more try here though to see if maybe I was just a little off with how I was eating it all, but. I felt, like, I felt like the cake was dominating a little bit too much, and I really want the taste of the coffee and white chocolate in there. So one more bite. And this time around, I got the coffee in my mouth first, so that dominated versus the cake. So I guess it really just depends on what touches your tongue first, or what touches my tongue first in this case. And that's what's going to dictate what I taste the most out of this. So... Ignore everything I just said about taking it apart. Just, just gotta get crazy with it. It's really good. It's a, it's a, it's a solid dessert. Six ninety nine. With how beautiful it is, it's definitely worth trying at least once. Especially if you're like a coffee lover or a chocolate lover, I think it's definitely worth a shot. But I actually, I actually stopped eating my food halfway through so I could get to the dessert before it melted under the, the bright suns here on Batu. So I'm going to finish up my whole meal, then we'll come and we'll talk about it a little bit more right at the end. I'm all wrapped up here at Docking Bay 7 with my meal. And I don't think I have to say this, but if you couldn't figure it out from my review, you absolutely need to be eating at Docking Bay 7. And it it hurts me to say that because I know I'm just I'm steps away from my beloved Ronto wrap and that's normally the thing i recommend most in galaxy's edge and to an extent i still recommend that and i'll get to that in a second but i think you really need to consider eating at docking bay seven it just it's it is quick service food but elevated on the next level so i i think a perfect time to eat at docking bay seven is actually at dinner especially if you're a you're the type of person or family that doesn't want to do a full service table service dinner because you want to be constantly on the go but you still need to eat, you still want that quick service meal, Docking Bay 7 is the perfect place to go for this because it doesn't just feel like your average Disney lunch because it's not. It's creative Uh, the portions are really, really good uh, with everything, you know you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna definitely leave walking away uh, not hungry at all. Like, I did not need the dessert. I would, I would have been happy with just the fried chicken, and I, I struggled to finish that. These are, these are hefty meals here, and I've had all of them. They are hefty, so they'll fill you up perfect for, for more of a dinner meal than necessarily a lunch. Uh, But, you know, lunch is also a great time to eat here, too. I just like it for the idea that it's elevated. It's an elevated, quick-service experience, so it can work for something like dinner. And then, for lunch, you know, get your Ronto Wrap, go to Woody's Lunchbox and get your grilled cheese, you know, something, something that might just be a little bit smaller, easier on the stomach, and then save this meal for later, but... You know, my favorite my favorite thing here has to be the tip salad. That just, that will not change the, the chicken salad that they offer here. I think it is just, it's so, so tasty, and I feel good when I'm eating it, too, so that's always a plus. I do like the tip-yip, uh, the fried tip that I just had, and I think I'd actually take the pot roast over the tip most days of the week. But for today, I wanted to go with the tip just because it kind of then covers, you know, kids eating as well as adults so it really balances both the rib i can take or leave that it's nice that it's on the menu and it's it's i've liked it the the two times i've had it but it's definitely not my favorite thing and of course rhino suggests the pollution garden spread you just you can't go wrong here at docking bay seven in my opinion and i hope i don't sound like a show for this because i am not doing that at all I am. I am just saying how much I love this place, uh, because my last experience, right now, just eating here, has been that good, and I am pleased. There you have it, my review of Docking Bay Seven, specifically the fried Endorian tip yip, which oh, I am ready for another one of those. I still. Still, I'm just freaked out about how they they form it into that that square. I mean, I know how they do it. I think I know how they do it. I don't want to think about it any any longer. But uh, yeah, I I want another one. I actually want the pot roast there. That uh, I've been craving that as well as the the tippy up salad. I just want uh, I want everything. I want it. I miss it so much. I wish I could eat there every day. But that would also not be good for my health. And the only thing I do want to mention from that review in particular is that I talked a lot about the, the sauce, the gravy that was with the dish with the mashed potatoes. And I kept saying that there was celery in it. And that's what the, the flavor I was tasting. Um, I Apparently, I'm just not great at Googling because I was looking it up on the table as I was doing the review to try to make sure that I had the proper information about it. And I couldn't find anything, so that's why I was making those wild guesses based on what I was tasting which with it, which was like kind of a a watery celery taste to it. Uh, but that was not the case at all. It was um apparently it was made with chicken stock parsley and then other herbs and that's where the green flavor or not the green flavor but the green coloring came from was probably from the the parsley and the herbs so i was way off on that so i apologize for the incorrect information but hopefully hopefully that will help you in your choices of what you want for your side dishes when you're eating at docking bay seven but that's it for that review we're going to move on to our next review and i think I think I told you a couple weeks back when we played the review of all the desserts at Geyser Point that there was going to be more reviews to come from there, and that's because the team chose to do all the the actual food reviews there as little quick take videos with each dish rather than just review the entire restaurant since it wasn't that long since the last time they did a a lunch review at Geyser Point. So we're going to just start looking at little individual menu items. I believe this is Fiasco and his wife Haley uh, trying out a, a crab cake, but we'll just have to listen it and find out.
1: Hello, everybody. Fiasco and Haley here today at Geyser Point to get a quick bite. Disney's Wilderness Lodge, Geyser Point. We have reviewed this before. We obviously love it, but we reviewed the lunch fair. We haven't broken down some apps yet so that's what we're gonna do today we're gonna smash some apps
2: smash some apps yeah
1: (laughs) all right so here is our crab cake uh haley's already tried a little bit of it so we're here with other people and you're gonna see a variety of uh, geyser point quick takes covering some of their menu items here over the coming coming days and weeks Uh, But specifically, we got the crab cake. So I'm going to let Haley describe that to you while I have my first bites.
2: All right. So we got the crab cake. It was $14. And what you're going to get is you're going to get a crab cake and you're going to get house spicy slaw and crispy fried onions. So, and it's not in the description, but they definitely topped it over with a little spicy mayo, I would say. Um, It's really good. I don't taste a lot of spice going on in there, which is nice. And... I recommend this for like a quick snack if you want something light, because it is very light. It's not gonna fill you up, like super fill you up, but um, it was delicious. And I am, this isn't something I would typically order. I usually don't go for the grab cake, but I honestly enjoyed it and it was light and I feel like it's perfect for anyone.
1: Yeah, I'm a big fan of crab cakes. And this is a good crab cake. I'm picking up on that spicy aioli Haley just mentioned. And yeah, it's just a little slight kick, but it adds a lot to it. The crab cake's super creamy. And I mean, it has onion strings on it. And if you like the bison burger, I'm pretty confident this is the same onion strings that are on that bison burger. They're so crispy. Salty and
0: deep.
2: They complement this um, dish so well, I think, because it, it doesn't have a lot of crunch, the crab cake. So maybe just get a little bit on your fork and take a bite and it's gonna, all the flavors are gonna pop. And how much was this? This was $14.
1: And so I just tried the little slaw on the side that's in like a little bit of a zesty orange mm. sauce. That actually is really spicy. That's got quite a kick to it. Oh, I, I didn't notice a lot of
2: the spice, so I'm gonna give that a try yeah, right now go. and see what I think. I'm gonna get a good bite in here. That's got a kick. It does have a kick. That's I missed
1: it. Yeah, but all in all, I thought this crab cake was great.
2: Mm.
1: I'm more of a crab cake person than you. Guys. I
2: am not a big crab cake person, but I gotta say, Everything on this dish is just complementing each
1: other
2: so well. Yeah. This is spicy. <laughs>
1: yeah, it is. That's got a, a kick to it. It yeah.
0: does. No sad little crab cake there at Geyser Point, which that's always, uh, that's always a good thing. However, I know it's a lot more entertaining when it's a sad little crab cake, but I guess we just have to find that at Coral Reef and nowhere else. But... Okay, our next review is finally we're getting to our table service dining review from Pete Fiasco and I can't remember who else is in the review. I think Haley's in there and maybe Drake as well too. I I haven't actually watched or listened to this one yet, so I am going to be uh, I'm going to be experiencing it along with you for the very first time as we're all listening to it together. So, I have no extra information for you. It's STK at Disney Springs. Let's check it out.
3: Hey, everybody! Pete Warner here with this week's Disney Dining Show, coming to you from STK at Disney Springs, one of my favorite restaurants. And today we'll be joined by Drake Shadwell, Corey Fiesconaro, and his lovely wife Haley. Um, this is one of my favorite places to eat here, uh, in particular because we have this outdoor dining area right now i just feel more comfortable eating outdoors i'm starting to eat indoors more but right now this is good so really looking forward to this meal like i said eating here a lot always had a good experience crossing my fingers hoping tonight is no exception okay so um for my appetizer i got the maple and bourbon muskies bacon This is uh, with a bed of apple cabbage slaw and pickled mustard seeds. This is $23. And I'm going to be honest with you. We have a contender in the uh, pork belly arena to rival almost Bacon and Eggs at the Wave. I still say Bacon and Eggs at the Wave are the best. This was an incredible dish. I am not a coleslaw guy, but this apple slaw—I don't know—the uh, the getting a bite of this pork belly with that apple slaw just was a great flavor profile. It was fantastic. And I'm sorry if it's loud. Some family they, uh, mis- mistook this for friggin' romper room, and they had these kids are running wild around here. And I really just want to take video of them and put it on the Internet so everybody knows that's, the, that's those people. Um, for my entree, I, um, I ordered the uh, dry-aged porterhouse, 28-ounce porterhouse, $110. And I chose the porterhouse, A, because I'm a pig, um, but B, because it is, like, one of the toughest steaks to cook. Because uh, of the size of it and uh, to get it all one temperature. So uh, I ordered my medium and I've got to be honest, I was disappointed. I was disappointed. I didn't feel that this was, first of all, I didn't find it to be um, as high a quality cut of steak as I would have expected. Um, Also, it just doesn't seem like they seasoned it or something by itself without any you know, salt or pepper, or I, I got a, a Bernays sauce and a, a red wine reduction sauce. Without that, this steak had no flavor. It had no flavor. And $110 for a porterhouse, yeah, you don't get to do that. So unfortunately, that was a disappointment. We did order a series of sides for the tables. We got Parmesan truffle fries, sweet corn pudding, the Brussels sprouts, which are done in a bacon and cider glaze, um, and those were all $16 each and as Fiasco pointed out if you look we, oh, we also got the uh, uh, the trio of uh, mac and cheese it's a traditional mac and cheese a bacon mac and cheese and a lobster mac and cheese that is $39 um, but I will tell you the Brussels sprouts were phenomenal um it's like Brussels sprout candy. I mean, or bacon candy wrapped on Brussels sprouts. It was really good. Um, mac and cheese was very good. The sides were very, very good. The, uh, uh, the corn pudding was phenomenal. Phenomenal. So, really good job. Really uh, well done with the sides. Um, and I've eaten here before. Uh, my first time getting the porterhouse... I normally get the New York Strip, and it's always fantastic. So uh, I would absolutely come back here, but uh, I would not get that porterhouse again. Uh, I would stick to the New York Strip or a filet.
4: Hey, uh, this is Drake. I joined everyone for this dining review, and I started I off with... On the yeah, it's true. They, as they were coming in, they just it's saw me. Uh, please, sir, may I have some more? Now, and this is a place I would ask for more, unlike at the orphanage, Um, because I started off with the little burgers, so the sliders that are Wagyu beef, and they were amazing with a little bit of sauce they splashed on there. Those are going to run you $21, and they're small, and anyone that caught the last dining review knows I can really put away food, Um, but... The, the rest of the meal came in. Like I'm I'm slowing down. I won't say I'm I'm done because I never really am. But I'm slowing down for sure. The, the you can get enough food. But the sliders were really like really well cooked, a good size, and the sauce really made them pop. And then you get we you get the other appetizers that we had and I I could have filled up on those. They had so much flavor that they, they really popped. And it's kind of disappointing that we came to a steakhouse and the least phenomenal thing I had the whole night was the Delmonico steak I had uh, the dry edge Delmonico for $78 and it was a good steak, it was well cooked in the center, I asked for it medium rare and I put some salt on it and put some pepper on it and that helped but Pete had it right on the money that it just really wasn't seasoned very well or at all and I had a uh, red reduction sauce, which was very sweet. and I just I don't know me personally, I wouldn't choose the reduction again. I would rather go with a savory sauce over a sweet sauce. Uh, it was it was good, just not for my taste. But besides the sauce, once again, it didn't have a lot of flavor. And I'm hoping the desserts will like make me like swing back in the full force because I was, head over heels for the appetizers and then the one last kind of disappointing thing were these these truffle fries it is like they heated up frozen fries covered them in truffle oil and thought no one was gonna notice (laughs) like oh I pay we paid uh, what $16 for you to open up a bag of frozen fries and then put a bunch of butter on them and be like oh no one's no you bite into it and the moment you get through the skin it's like ah these are cheap fries. You're a really nice steakhouse. Cut up the potatoes. Do it real. Like it's not really that hard. <laughs> they have machines that you can just like squish it. And boom. You have really good fries. So, I love fries. I really do. And so I was kind of disappointed in um, those. But the corn pudding on point, mac and cheese made me literally gasp. Like I, I, it was so full of flavor. I loved it. Final thoughts. <laughs> very expensive for the main course to be lackluster.
2: Alright, so I got, to start off with an appetizer, I got my own appetizer. I got the burrata. And it's something I normally wouldn't order, but I really wanted to try it. So it was like a mozzarella, and it was on top of a bed of, a bed of arugula, and we had some marinated beetroots going on in there, some pickled onions, basil oil, and... it's not it says crunchy sourdough but it was like croutons and it was a sourdough bread but it was so delicious and that was that was 23 dollars i do got to say i think it's a little pricey for what it is but it was delicious It, it was it's perfect for a light option okay and for my entree i got the braised beef short rib and this is my second time getting this dish because it is just that incredible. You can pull it right off of your fork, You get a little bit of that um, red wine glaze, that mashed potatoes and it, and it came with a, let me see a roasted red pepper relish. So that added a little bit of like a crunch. I love that the um, the red wine glaze was not too overpowering, so you really get to taste everything, and each bite just complemented each other really, really well. So I also tried the macaroni and cheese trio. I skipped over the lobster, so I tried the bacon one and then the traditional one, and it was creamy, fluffy, delicious. I took a little bit of everything and had a bite, and I was just like... Mm.
1: All right, so for my appetizer, I got the crispy calamari. That was 23 bucks. It came with basil, chisthino peppers, roasted garlic, lime, aioli, and Asian chili sauce. And it was definitely crispy calamari. It was super, super crispy. And that Asian chili sauce, oh my goodness, it's so good. It's sweet, it's got a nice little kick to it, but again, uh, I, I, I explain it this way a lot. It was a very mild to medium kick. Anybody can really get behind it. If, if you like calamari, this is something that I would highly recommend. Now, for my entree, um, I've been to STK a number of times. And every time I come here, I always get steak because, you know, it's STK as you do. Last time I came here, though, I got, how do I, where is it, the miso glazed Chilean sea bass. That was $51. Now that's gonna be with sauteed bok choy, ginger, Crispy shallots and Thai basil. This this fish is so insanely good. The miso glaze—it's like candy. Um, and that might not sound like something that may belong with a fish dish, but it does. On the level of fishy tastiness, it's like basically chicken of the sea. I don't know if that ba- if bass is supposed to be chicken of the sea, but here at STK, this bass is tastes like chicken. And it's really flaky, like I like my fish to be. It is just delicious. Um, I have gotten the porterhouse here before uh, that, that Pete did just review. And I really liked it a lot. I thought it was great, but it was a long time ago that I ordered that. It was a long time ago. Um, I think it's a huge credit to STK that they can do, their, you know, if they're a steakhouse, but they do fish so well. They really do fish so well. I got two seafood options. Both were fantastic. However, for me personally, where the wheels just fly off the wagon at uh, ridiculous speeds is some of the pricing. One thing, and Pete will tell you this, and I'll bust my chops about it all the time, one thing that bothers me to no end is when things are not priced appropriately. Looking at this menu, you don't try to argue with me that this menu is priced appropriately when asparagus is16 dollars every side no matter what you get you could get the mac and cheese or you could get the asparagus and it's both sixteen dollars that makes no sense now granted the mac and cheese dish that we got which I obviously didn't try why would I try that is was all three things that was thirty nine which still is like that's crazy it's forty dollars for mac and cheese. There's a lot of it, but that's crazy. Um, but the thing that bothers me the most, by far, is that just it's just, okay, here are all our sides. They're all $16. There's no way. You're not going to tell me that asparagus should cost the same as, like, I don't know. Actually, I don't know why any of these sides are $16. That's what I'm looking deeper into it. I don't know why any of them are. Um, the Brussels sprouts, every time I come here, uh, they, the survey didn't do it this time, but usually we'll, they'll try to say, like, even if you don't like Brussels sprouts, these Brussels sprouts are going to change your entire mindset on them. I don't like Brussels sprouts. These Brussels sprouts didn't make me like Brussels sprouts, but they did have a good flavor. I still don't like—it's a texture thing. I still don't like Brussels sprouts. This didn't change anything there. With all that being said, my appetizer and my entree were both slam dunks. So good. Personally, though, um, a lot of the prices is just what I can't get over.
3: All right. So we went ahead and we ordered all the desserts. This includes a bag of donuts with cinnamon sugar, uh, dolce de leche, uh, raspberry and chocolate uh, dips individually. Uh, dolce de leche, raspberry dip, uh, chocolate dip. You get the idea, right? You're watching the video. We'll see. Uh, chocolate cake. Cheesecake, an apple pie, and a warm chocolate chip cookie. And I believe we all tried everything. And um, I got to tell you, the apple pie, was like a deconstructed apple pie. It was absolutely out of this world. These were all $12 each, by the way. The, the apples were so tart. The flavor was so unbelievable. That was my number one. My number two was close, the chocolate cake. Moist, rich, delicious, absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Um, The warm chocolate chip cookie, I would rate number three. Um, Although Fiasco was like wetting himself over this thing. It was good. It was good, but. um, Number four, the cheesecake. I thought there was nothing really spectacular about the cheesecake. It was a cheesecake. Number five, the bag of donuts. I didn't care for those dips. They want—they aren't very inspired. Um, not when they're put up against that chocolate cake, that apple pie. They, they suffer by comparison. I've had these before by themselves. I didn't order like all the desserts like the pig. Um, I'm like, oh, this is, this is really good. But when they're on the table next to all this other stuff, they just don't stand up. They really need to up their game with these sauces, do something a little more inventive. Um, When you're putting out other desserts like this, you know, something like that is gonna stand out. But overall, uh, this apple pie, oh, incredible, incredible. Again, this is another dish here. I say go out of your way way to try this.
1: All right, so like it was mentioned, we got all the desserts, which is something that you're probably familiar in hearing and you're gonna hear often going forward. And like the sides, they're all one price. All $12 in this case. And unlike the sides, I would say every single one of these desserts are worth those $12 with the exception of the bag of donuts. They kind of, they were fine. They were good. But like Pete mentioned, in comparison to all the other things that are here that we tried, they don't hold up the same way. The chocolate cake, like everybody's mentioned, is just delicious. So chocolatey so rich and i feel like that's been a table favorite but like also pete mentioned it was not my number one my number one was that chocolate chip cookie that warm chocolate chip cookie in the skillet with the vanilla ice cream the cold vanilla ice cream oh my god that was just insane i mean that's what i would get every time every time i was here i feel like i don't think most of the clothing stores are open right now but after this meal I feel like i should stop by one of the clothing stores if they're open and get a new pair of pants because i have definitely gone up in a size after after this um but it was worth it it was really good the desserts were great and again chocolate chip cookie that's number one
2: all right so i tried everything besides the donuts and my favorite thing was hands down 100 percent the chocolate um cake it was so delicious it was so rich it, it, it's very heavy, so keep that in mind. You definitely could share with the whole table. And also, uh, what I really enjoyed was the warm chocolate chip cookie as well. That was bursting with so much flavor. It was a little too sweet for my liking, but a couple bites and I'm satisfied. It's delicious, and I'm also extremely full. I had a lot of food tonight, so I <laughs> tried to keep that in mind. But um. Also, the um, apple pie was outstanding. It was delicious. It crumbled. But yeah, overall, the desserts were fantastic. But get that chocolate cake. (laughs) It's so good.
3: Okay, so I also want to give a shout-out tonight to our server, Emily. She was wonderful on top of everything. um, We we placed an order for our desserts. um, And, you know, we were talking and laughing and having fun. I wasn't particularly mindful of the fact that you know it had been a little while since we placed the order, but it wasn't like ridiculous. Manager comes out, apologizes for the delay, takes the desserts off the menu, uh, off the check for us. I'm like, you're more upset about this than I am. <laughs> um, so I really thought that service was great. She was a wonderful server. Um, total bill with my tables in Wonderland discount was five hundred ninety nine dollars and sixty six cents. There were five of us here eating, and as you could see. Uh, we ate a lot of food. i got to be honest, I was surprised. I was surprised by that price. I thought it was going to be more. Uh, now, of course, uh, <laughs> Tables in Wonderland automatically includes an 18% gratuity, which is built into that $5.99. But I went ahead and I left Emily an additional $80 because she was just wonderful. She was just wonderful. Always take care of your servers. Hardest working people you're ever going to come across are your servers. Always take care of them. And um, So, in wrapping up, STK was, even though I was a little disappointed with my porterhouse, everything else was so good, it almost doesn't matter. Because I know, like, the next time I come back, I'll just stick with the New York strip or a filet. Um, But I will absolutely come back. This is a wonderful, wonderful restaurant. You know, a lot of the restaurants in, in Disney Springs can be a little adventurous, especially if you're not... Uh, Not somebody with an adventurous palate. This is a place you can come to get some great comfort food, done really well. And yes, you know you should expect to pay between seventy-five and a hundred dollars a person for dinner. But you're going to get a real experience. You're going to get food that's really, really well prepared. And oh, look, there she is. This lady I was just talking about. Good, is that please? <laughs>
2: um,
3: and uh, really, just. And you're he, sitting out here. You got you got the the energy of, of Disney Springs going on around you. It's just a lovely place to come.
0: There you have it. The review of STK. I am uh, happy to hear that they had a. I, I mean, it was. I guess it was a positive experience. I mean, they they did like their desserts and they seem to love the appetizers and I know they didn't have a lot of great things to say about their their actual entrees uh, you know specifically Pete and Drake but it seems like overall they'd like the experience and I, I, I can understand I've eaten at stK two or three times and I I have never had a bad meal there and uh, you know I will I will admit the the two times that I ate there I did not pay for anything. And so, um, I yeah, take keep that in mind when I'm saying I've eaten their toys, because I didn't actually pay for it. But both times, I loved the food. I just hate the atmosphere of that restaurant. I, I think it's loud. I just think it's sterile. Um, I hate, I don't know if they do it anymore right now, but when they had the DJs in there for the longest time when the restaurant first opened, and uh, it, it just always bothered me. So, uh, while the food might be good, I just, there's other places for me to get a steak at Walt Disney World. I, you know, I think, I think some of the uh, better cuts at Yachtsmen would hold up to anything I've had at STK, uh, Shulas, you know, I don't, I haven't been there in a couple of years now, admittedly, but I feel like that was always better before. So yeah, it's, uh, I'm, I'm still glad that they had a good, good time at least at stk but we're going to move into our final review and we're going to hear a little bit more of fiasco i know this has been a very fiasco heavy episode and i hope you're enjoying it but this time around he is uh it's going to be a throwback review of his lunch that he had at Gasparilla island grill at the grand floridian so let's sit back and take a listen
1: Hello, everybody. Fiasco Indeed, and Haley here at Gasparilla Island Grill at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa for another Disney dining review. But this is the quick service location here at Grand Floridian, uh, and we're going to check it out. A cool thing um, to note, though, is the walking path at, to Magic Kingdom is opened as of a little over a month ago or about a month ago. Um, so now this restaurant this dining is in the cards for your magic kingdom park day you can walk over here from the magic kingdom or start your day at grand florida and then head over
2: makes it a lot easier
1: yeah so that's a thing you can do now so uh what a better time to eat here than than now so let's check it out so for starters here you're going to start at the mobile order sign all orders here at Gasparilla's is going to be done on mobile order you can either just open up your app and go to Gasparillism place it from there or scan the QR code and have it direct you if you don't have that app installed. Picking up my food here at the counter. Hi there, good, how are you? Yes, yes, thank you. you welcome, you need Okay, thank you. You Have a wonderful day. You too. And here it is. Time to eat it. So, I got the roasted turkey sandwich that was 10.49. It is roasted turkey topped with Florida orange vinaigrette, pickled onions and a uh, side of chips. You could substitute the chips for fries, but I like the chips a lot more than the uh, the basic quick service fries that you get, so went with the chips um, for the turkey sandwich it was it was cold turkey but i was surprised how good it actually was um the one thing that really puzzled me was the orange vinaigrette i don't really understand how it's vinaigrette i've had a lot of vinaigrettes and this is like it's like a mayo mix um but also like it it adds a, a, a sweetness to it um they put it on the side so it's not on the sandwich they put it on the side but it was almost like something like i would expect to get in like a dessert pastry Uh, Maybe like a cream filling of like uh, some sort of like croissant or donut. Not really something that I would put on a turkey sandwich. I wouldn't say that it complemented it nicely. Um, It tasted good, but was kind of a weird thing to have with that. Um, Me and Haley were both dipping our chips into it, and that was that was pretty good. I mean, it's not a bad sauce, but uh, it's just weird with the thought was weird with the sandwich. Um, But with that being said, I did like the sandwich a lot. I I basically devoured it. It's no Sci-Fi Turkey Club, but you know it's kind of hard to beat the Sci-Fi Turkey Club as far as quick service goes at ten bucks. And now being uh, walking an option to walk from the Magic Kingdom to here, I put this at the very top of options to get you know an easy lunch or something like that um, on your Magic Kingdom day. I mean, it, it is worth mentioning that the walk is not like a bay lake tower walk it's like about a 13 minute walk um depending on how fast you walk or how slow you walk that could change but um i do think it's worth it 26 minutes you can place your mobile order as you're walking here and then pretty much probably cut down on that time who knows how long you would wait anyways like outside columbia harbor house or cosmic rays or any of those other places for your order um so it could even be like no extra wait at all. And, and honestly, I'm, I'm one of the type of people that always likes to be walking and moving. So if, I, if I'm if i walking 13 minutes, um, I I've, that feels like less time spent than standing for five. But I think it's worth the walk for lunch on your Magic Kingdom Day. The turkey sandwich was great. The, the orange vinaigrette was on the side. I think that was a good thing because weird on the sandwich, good on the ships.
2: Alright, so I got the plant-based option and that was the Impossible Burger with vegan cheddar cheese and it was 12.99 um so if you've ever had an impossible burger before you pretty much know what they taste like it is exactly like meat honestly it's like a it kind of tastes like a semi well done burger like a real burger and it was delicious it was a very simple burger I, i had lettuce tomato and onions on it and i put a little bit of ketchup and mustard and it was a very light option if you were going for that but yeah, overall it was it was very good and I highly recommend it if you want a light option or you are in the mood for a burger but you just don't want those added calories and just added things but yeah, it's very good.
1: All right, everybody, that's going to do it for our lunch here at Gasparilla Island Grill here at the Grand Floridian. Uh, Haley, what do you think? Would you come back here again?
2: I definitely would come back here again if I was just hanging on the Grand Floridian. Yeah. I, it's a great option, honestly, oh. if you want something quick.
1: What about if you were uh, at a Magic Kingdom Park day and you wanted a light lunch and maybe get some extra an extra walk-in? Would you come here for that, too?
2: Um... I don't think it's necessarily worth it to leave the Magic Kingdom and walk all the way over here just for a couple sandwiches. If you want to take a walk and you want a quick break from the parks, I would say yes, it's a great option if you're looking for something like a sa- sandwiches. And they have pizzas as well.
1: Yeah, they do, and I think that's, you bring up a good point, because me as a local, I would come over here and take the walk to eat at Gasparilla's over at Magic Kingdom Quick Service. But thinking on the perspective of like somebody who just paid their, for their vacation here and they're only here for a, a, a small amount of time, yeah, that, at that point, I would probably say it isn't worth and then just grab something quick wherever you can find it exactly. and get back to doing rides and stuff. So mm-hmm. that, that is a good point. There are two, definitely two sides of that coin, in my opinion, as well as yours might be a little different because we're locals. We can come here whenever we want, but definitely different for someone on vacation. Sure. But um, all things considered, I didn't think it was quite good. And For I sure. am, it was really
2: good. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm honestly a little surprised at how good it was. The only thing is yeah, that that orange vinaigrette was tasty, just kind of like it, it was like a pastry filling to me.
2: It yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's the my... perfect way to describe it. Thank
1: you. Thank you.
0: The best part of that review from me. Honestly, you know, of course, listening to their commentary is always, always a pleasure. But the best part of that review for me was hearing the Christmas music in the background because they filmed this uh, in, in December and leading up till Christmas. And, oh, I'm I was going to try to hold off until at least June or July before I started listening to Christmas music this year. But I don't I don't know if I can wait. I might have to. It's it's May. I might have to just jump right into it. It's it's been way too long. In too long i stopped listening to christmas music sometime actually it was december i was very um i was very quick at giving it up this year but yeah i'm ready for it now usually i start in march or april and i've been i've been good i've been holding back but i'm absolutely ready i'm really really ready so just gotta gotta find the right the right christmas music to to start listening to but anyways hey that's our show i hope you all enjoyed it this week and of course we'll have more disney dining reviews for you next week i know at least one not going to spoil it for you but it uh it sounds like huh and also has leo in it so that might give it away but if it didn't that's okay too but we have we have a, a couple of good reviews coming for you next week so just stay tuned and and yeah stay hungry with it all but uh, before we go of course I have to remind you once again if you like us and our content and you want to support us please book your next vacation to Walt Disney World through dreams unlimited travel you can get a free no obligation quote today at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com so keep that in mind and also once again please Make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening to the Disney Dining Show, and if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, leave us a five star rating and review. That would mean a lot, and I really appreciate some of the recent reviews. One from Melissa two nine six saying, "Love, love, love this podcast. Thanks for making me so hungry and crave Disney food." You're welcome. And then we have another one uh, from Lander Dog. Trainer, uh, long review ahead. Sorry, not sorry. First of all, I love the show. Thank you for creating it and sharing it with everybody. 2020 was definitely a rough year for everybody. Then in May, I got into a very serious bicycle accident. That, long story short, left me semi-paralyzed from the waist down. I am so sorry. I'm so I'm slowly starting to regain strength and I started listening to the Diz podcast when I start my walks. I love being transported to Disney property and hearing about all the different food review. It's almost as if I'm trying to walk as fast as I can to get to said food. It does make me hungry, which is a big deal as it's rare now. I love that you've given the option to listen rather than just watch. It really helps. Uh <laughs> Greg, please keep the music. It's very catchy and I do a little dance while holding on to something so I don't fall. I love everything about the podcast. No change a thing. Suggestions that would be helpful to me would be to include accessibility layout in the reviews. Are you allowed to bring your wheelchair in or ECV? Are you going to need to transfer? All things we might not have to think about until we have to. I, I, first off, I already said it once. I'm so sorry to hear that this happened to you. Um, and I'm glad that, I'm glad that you're on the road to recovery and I, I, I just, I don't even have the words to say it right now. I just, I hope, I hope you are, you are not in a ton of pain and you're able, you're able to recover well and, and get back to the place that you love. And I, I will try to now consider uh, thinking about wheelchair and EVC spots inside some of the restaurants that I'm reviewing. I'll try to communicate it with the other team members as well, too, to let them know we need to start looking for, uh, looking at, at, everything that goes into this when we're reviewing the restaurant and the space because I know a lot of times we forget about reviewing the spaces and just get focused on the food itself but I'll try to keep it keep it as a reminder to all of us to start looking for it so that way we can be uh, very very much more helpful but thank you for the awesome review and I really I I hope that I can see an updated review from you one day saying that you you're back at Walt Disney World and and you've recovered and and you just are so excited to be back in your happy place. So I will be I'll be thinking about you and and really really uh hoping hoping you you have a great successful recovery. But Thank you so much again to everyone out there for listening to this. I really hope you enjoyed it. I hope it made you hungry. I hope it made you crave that Disney food. And I can't wait to be back with you next week to discuss it all over again. So thank you so much. Hope everyone takes cares. Takes cares. Wow. I hope everyone out there takes cares. I can't get around it now. So I'm just going to say bye-bye. Stay hungry.